Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Astrological Intentions. I'm your host, Alex Reavy, along with the wise wizard herself, Sandy Reavy. Hi, Alex. So today is November 4th, and it is episode 67 here in the Jazz Fuzz studio. Let's get straight into it. We have Tuesday, November 5th, Mars square Pluto. Fireworks. November 8th, Sun sextile Saturn. Get stuff done. Sun trine Neptune. Reach a spiritual high. Saturn sextile Neptune. A sobering vision. Mercury retrograde sextile Pluto. Find the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Sun Kazimi Mercury retrograde. It's Mercury's inferior conjunction with the sun. Then we have some talisman times. Sandy has finished up to stop and engage with all that is beautiful. Then upcoming November 7th, to reconnect with one's emotions in order to express properly and to promote positive thinking overall. Then on the horizon, we do have our Dubuque tour coming up at Center of I Am, Midwest Yoga and Oneness Festival, and Revive Cafe. Then our online webinars, two to mention, the Jupiter and Sagittarius, as well as the Constellation Bracelet Workshop. Then don't forget our early bird ends November 5th for La Ventana, Mexico, and we are still open and open enrollment for the April 20th to 30th journey to Bali. Then in our house, Sandy and I have a huge announcement and a big proposal that we want to talk about. So stay tuned for this episode of Astrological Intentions. You got the keys. You got the keys. You got the keys. You got the keys. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Hi, Mama. Hey, Alex. How are you doing? It's it's awesome. It was a great weekend, and I'm so excited for what's to come. I know. It's been a, a big adjustment getting back into the work mode after about four days of vacationing. I know. <laughs> so let's get right into it. I have some going direct feedback. Okay. And it's I do want to... one of my wanna, favorite parts here. It is. It's one of mine too. And I want to remind everyone that we love to hear your feedback, your comments, you know, respond to our Instagram post. Make sure to email me info at intentionbeads.com and also head over to Apple iTunes podcast and give us a review there. We'd love to read it. Yeah. yeah. Do you like what we're doing? Let us know. Yes. Okay, so this is actually a a review that is from Bali Malas. So we did a collaboration with Bali Malas mm-hmm. where what we do is we hand create these zodiac beads. So when the sun is transiting in Aries, we make beads, then we wait another month until it's in Taurus. And so we we are creating all of these different beads where we then ship those beads over to Bali and Bali Malas actually turns them into malas and bracelets. Mm-hmm. And so this is uh, a review that was given to the Bali Malas girls that they forwarded over to me. She says, it is so brilliant that Bali Malas and Intention Beads offer Zodiac Malas. I visited them at the Asheville Yoga Festival and I was in love with it all. I knew before I actually read the label that the bracelet I picked up with Uh the Malas and the Lavender Amethyst Garnet Jasper had something to do with the Aquarius energy. I love that there's an Intention Bead and an 
extra touch in the details is even that the bracelet turns upside down on your wrist and it can become a completely other bracelet featuring the silver ohm and two complement beads. The intention and love that goes into each of these pieces is so apparent and they feel and look great. I really, I rarely take mine off. And so, yes, that was from Deanne. Hey, Deanne, that's awesome. Thank you for, I hope you're listening to this podcast. You know, thank you. It is, it is. we made these bracelets with the Omrud Raksha seed beads so that you don't have to take them off. They really, that you can swim, shower, get thrown in the pool. It's, you can wear <laughs> it uh, through sleeping. You can wear it all the time. So I'm glad you're liking and staying true to your son in Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah. We thank like you. our Aquarius twos. Yeah. So let's go into the transits. All let's, right. You know, if you don't know, you need to know. Yes. And the daylight savings time, folks, is over. And you should be on regular time now. All right. So we have Tuesday, November 5th, Mars square Pluto. So this happens at 423 a.m. And man, this is fireworks. I mean, Mars comes along in squares once a year, the position of Pluto. So it's Mars, the planet of action and and energy, squares up a 90-degree angle with the planet of internal power. So I can see why you would name this fireworks. So it's great for personal ambition and getting things done, you know, to get ahead. But it also has this intense, fierce power where you could get into struggles with other people's power. So, you know, trying too hard to get ahead with your selfish purpose is not going to work. You will be up against possibly someone pushing up against you that also has that same selfish purpose. Mm -hmm. So that whole word selfish here, because it's a square. So it's wanting, it's wanting to do something that's transformational, but it's also profound, intense power. So, you know, how best to use this is, you know, this frustration and this forcefulness want to explode. So, you know, in order to do this, you know, run, scream into a pillow, sweat <laughs> in a in a bathtub, uh, dance, you know, you know, you know, stand down. Stand down on that selfish endeavors that you want to get ahead and you want to get be the first in line. It's you're going to get pushed and you're going to be asked to be go to the back of the line. Oh, okay. Right. So it's not it's it's knowing your your holding your own energies and everyone else is holding theirs. So you each have force and power within, but you're not using it against each other. Because this square will want you to use it against one another. So, you know, watch dangerous places. This is, you know, watch dangerous people, you know, because you could create a violent situation here. So just be careful, you know, on the road or, you know, playing with firearms or fireworks. Just don't. <laughs> just, don't just don't on Tuesday, on Tuesday November 5th. <laughs> I mean, that's when it comes and hits as a direct, um, but it's applying to, you know, all last week and um, certainly today because this will happen tomorrow. Um, so, you know, this happens once a year and boom, it's it's Tuesday. Um, okay. Yeah. 
And so... And then we skip all the way to Friday. All the way to Friday. So Friday, November 8th, we have three transits. The first is yeah. Sun Sextile Saturn. Get stuff done. I like that. Right. And this is 11.06 a.m. And it's a, this is a really interesting day. So hold on to the rest of these two other, like you said, there are three, three aspects going on uh, in the sky on this day. Mm-hmm. This is the... the um, and, and you know this is this is a nice one. These are all nice aspects, but they're different sets of energies. So you know this first one, Sun sextile, which is a sixty degrees. It gives you opportunity. You have to take initiation. This is to Saturn. So focus and concentration are very highlighted here. So you know to make plans that are real, that are realistic, and are long term. You know by doing by committing to something today or putting together a plan today gives you a reward down the road, right? So it would be perfect for, you know, signing up for a class that you have to prepare for and, you know, follow rules to get a degree or a certificate. If it's about, you know, a dieting, uh, if if you want to stop smoking, you know, whatever that is, getting on a plan, setting it up today on Friday uh, November 8th is really about having the long-term practice to to get things accomplished. I really like this day. And then boom, within an hour, the sun trines Neptune. And this is reach for a spiritual high. Because hmm. Neptune is about, and it's a trine, so this is very easy energy. It's about getting a clearer idea of how your spiritual life has been been, has fit into your material life. So, Very interesting. Yeah, and because, so I like that because the sun sextile Saturn, when you're talking about really getting this routine down, maybe we're writing down a plan, we are figuring out our calendars for the next little while of whatever this plan, how long do we need to grow this plan? And also with that sun trying Neptune, that spiritual high is almost like, visioning and keeping yourself in that, on that plane, on that higher level of I can do this and I know what I'm going to be like at the end of this plan. Right. It's like, what, like, what do you want to fulfill? You know, what would make you have that spiritual high? What would, what would excite you? What would motivate you? What would inspire you? Right. And, you know, is it, is it about, studying a metaphysical subject, you know, it's time now, you know, get your astrology done. You know, this is a time for um, understanding reality and seeing how it can work for you on a big, on a big dream. And you'll hear by the end of the day, what, what occurs, but I also wrote here with this is to watch the self-sacrificing today because it's sun trine Neptune so you might feel a little bit more um, giving to other people or, you know, not having something for yourself, whether it's time, money, or a, a night out or a, a gift to self that you want to give something away. Just because you might feel that of helping other people. And that's fine. This is what this is for. But make sure that that person that you're giving to or you're self-sacrificing something is worthy of your gift. Do not give because you want to give. Give because they deserve it. Right? Mm, that they're worthy of. And you know what? Maybe it's yourself. Aha. Uh-huh. 
And just what I wrote here, Alex, you haven't said this in months. Take a bath. Take a bath. I like it. I yeah, like it. Yeah. And I mean, I also want to talk about the idea of selflessness. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you show selflessness yourself? You're asking the, the crowd, right? Or me. Yeah. And so <laughs> I mean, this is just kind of a question that I have. Because in order to really be giving, you are giving of yourself, correct? Mm-hmm, true. And and I think that there does need to be some sort of joy and fulfillment in giving of yourself, being proud of what you're doing, who you are, and knowing that you are a gift and you are giving mm-hmm. in that way and from that place. I think maybe what I do is, is how can I help? Right. You know, I, I see you struggling right now. I, I see that your time is of the essence. Uh, you're having trouble carrying something. Um, you don't have time to do so. How can I help? Which is a big question for someone. If someone asked me, how can I help? I'd be like, I don't know. By the time I figure it out to tell you how I need the help, you don't even know how to do it. And so I'm just going <laughs> to do it myself, which is not what I'm meaning. It's like, just give me a, give me a little task. Let me, let me get you lunch. You know, let me, let me run an errand for you. You know, how can I help? And aiding to other people's missions. I don't need to know how to knit a hat because that's what you're trying to do. But what can I do that allows you to have more time and space and mental creativity to do what you need to do? So I think that's how I do it. How do you do it? Hmm. I mean, that these are really awesome questions. I'm, I'm so glad that I asked this. <laughs> aren't you now? Aren't you now? <laughs> um, You're being so selfless. No, and I mean, I think that, I think there is a thin line there because I think when, when I am giving and there is a part of me that almost wants to receive back, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a human instinct of, you know, I gave you this, so I deserve this back mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. where our minds kind of calculate and, mm-hmm. um, it's compensation, right? right compensate. Yeah. And for, for me being selfless is really truly coming from a place that is so much deeper than what you thought was deep. And it's a place that is so much wider and expansive than you ever thought wide or expansive. And so for me, selflessness is, is reaching from a more spiritual plane, something that isn't of your physical energy. It's, it's more of a divinity almost. Mm -hmm. So not saying that you're taking credit for all of the divine parts of yourself, but it's about really giving from a bigger purpose and, and creating, um, one more step towards a bigger mission in humankind. So maybe that's, I like that. that's well, my I like answer. That. So it, it varies. It varies Absolutely. what that would be. And it yeah. sounds like it was going to take a lot of time to figure it out. <laughs> Much Versus like, hey, how can I help? Right. You and know? I like, I yeah. like, I yeah. like your answer too. I, I was just exploring that idea. Okay. So we still have one, yeah, so one more transit on November 8th. It's just a big day. And, and really it was my, when I sat down at, in January and wrote the whole year, this was my favorite day of the month um, for November, this mm-hmm. this Friday, the, the 8th. But now we're going to get the last pass. And this is pretty unusual. Saturn in a sextile to Neptune. Because these two planets are slow moving, that this is the last pass. This happens at 8.51 p.m. So this is by the time, you know, we're getting ready for bed, or at least I am. Um, 
that it's, I called it sobering vision. It's the planet of commitment, Saturn, the, right. the planet of commitment and seriousness and the reality check, Saturn, is nicely aligning in opportunity with the planet of our dreams, the, the um, illusionary, you know, foggy kind of fantasy that we have of, you know, I wish upon a falling star mm-hmm. or- The dream weaver. You know, once upon a time. Um, so our reality world balances how to focus and understand what is important in our life. And so it, and it comes through into a realistic view of how we can get there. Interesting. And that's exact, that's pretty much explaining what we were just talking right. about. That's why it's such a boom, boom, boom it's kind of a day. Wonderful. Right. And, you know, it's great for self disciplining and pulling back that arrow, right? As you're trying to find the center of your target and what that long pullback is. It's it's like, you know, you've heard the term, hey, I, I just want to find like-minded people, right? I want to hang out with like-minded people. Right. Man, I'd like to go to dinner with them. I'd like to go on a retreat. That was one of my calls today when I, you know, when we do our retreat calls, mm-hmm. I talked to someone who I've never met before and she said, I'm just wanting to be with like-minded people. This is that kind of um, um, attitude of attracting this. So to have these deep conversations, to find out what their dream is or their dream and how they're putting things into reality. Um, What's really interesting is this position happened first in February 1st of 2019. So I ask you, what has been, like, I don't want to use the word festering, but I want to use the word rumbling. Okay. What has been rumbling in your dreams that might show up occasionally with reality since, I mean, this, let's just say this whole year, since, since early this year, specifically February 1st, because we need to give time to these new ideas. But I will say that the next time these two planets meet up in a sextile is not until 2031. So this is a ways out there. Right, And so use this energy to stand in this whole vision. And when I said sobering vision, it just means create your reality. And we've heard this. Right. I mean, we go to the panache events. We go to celebrate (laughs) your life events to, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza events, you know, to create what your vision is and hold it and pull it down. Be the person on the ground, be earth centered that holds the kite that is floating in the air. And I I love that. bring that that down. So really it's my favorite day of the month, even though we've got Mercury in retrograde, which, you know, is fine. Do Mercury retrograde stuff, folks. We went over that last week. We're in the Mercury retrograde right now, which then brings up the next day. Right. And this is another big day, Saturday, November 9th, Mercury retrograde sextile Pluto. This is the second pass of this Mercury. This is the retrograde pass. So it's number two of three. And again, it's a sextile, easy energy, uh, must find the whole truth and nothing but the truth. You really want to get to the bottom of an issue. It's about 
you know, we talked about retrogrades being the RE word, right. you know, re-examining, uh, re-solving, re-energizing, re-energize, um, doing that to solve problems. It's you need to re-look at something to solve it in a different manner. So everything that's coming your way needs to be re-examined. And that's, that's fine. That's fine. Um, we get the we get more of the solution or the um, idea that things can calm down th- around December 3rd. This is the third and final pass of this Mercury. Mercury and Pluto. Mercury and Pluto. Okay. Um, and of course, um, this is Mercury in Scorpio for a long time. And Pluto is the current rule, the modern ruler of Scorpio. So there's a synergy here that says, hey, let's just get to the bottom of the issue. We're not going to be concerned about who did what, how how they did it, when they said it, when they didn't do it, when they held it from you, whatever. But it's just like, let's just get to the bottom of it and get to the answer. Let's let's solve this, baby. Right? Okay. Yeah, I like and, it. And, and not stay in the he said, she said thing. Okay. Right? Um, and then I'm going to bring up Monday next of next week. I know that we're going to go... You're going to get your astrological intentions on Monday morning. Or at least you should if your notifications are on, (laughs) everybody. (laughs) But starting at 9.22 a.m. on Monday the 11th, we get the Sun-Kazimi-Mercury retrograde. And I'll talk about this more next week. But you need to know this in case you... In case you listen to our recording on Tuesday, this will already be over. And it is the Mercury's inferior conjunction to the sun. And Erin Sullivan is a brilliant astrologer and she's the queen of retrograde planets. Right. And And so you brought her book in the studio today (laughs) and you're going to read us a little something. Do you mind? Oh, no, no, let's go. Um, she calls the inferior conjunction to the sun when the when Mercury is returning, right? It's it's a retrograding, and mm-hmm. it crosses within the sun. And literally, if you had the proper telescope and the proper camera and the proper glasses, right, right, because we you know that whole it's not a myth about looking at the sun with your naked eye, right? It's not a myth. <laughs> um, that. If you could ever see that, maybe you could see that on NASA's um, whatever their live feed live or feed. something. Yeah, thank you, Alex. Um, you'll be able to see a little dot. You'll see Mercury in the middle Just of the traveling sun, traveling right over the it's flames. Like it's going back. It says coming home to check on its status. Okay, that's what so she calls this. Tell us what Aaron Sullivan says about it. So she says, as Mercury moves between the Earth and the Sun, it slowly reconnects with the will of the solar energy a seed is planted at this dark time. This is a new Mercury phase. It marks a time to rest and recuperate, scaling down initiatory action and allowing the unconscious to work. Progress is only measured by reflection on its worth. And by looking back, one sees how far one has come. A fertilization occurs at the end of this inferior conjunction phase, which gestates through throughout the last half of the retrograde cycle. So beginning on this day, birthing shortly after Mercury stations to turn direct about 10 days later. 
what is revealed at the conjunction on this 11th. Right. Is appropriate to the new beginning, which emerges at the stationary direct point, which is Wednesday, November 20th. Okay. I'm going to probably read this again <laughs> because it's, it's profound. Um, she's an incredibly deep writer. I often have to reread, 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 which is so retrograde-like. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the retrograde's journey that is half over at this particular stage, and it's reorienting the process that is about to begin. So, you know, if you have any planets around this point of Scorpio from 11 degrees of Scorpio to 27 degrees of Scorpio, or it's going over a a sensitive point, like one of the four angles, if it's staying in a particular house, this is the type of things that will be bringing up from below. It'll bring this up to the surface to start its new phase. Anyway, I really like, I will be making some beads. Um, I will be making talismans during this time. Well, that's a perfect time for us to segment into the talisman times. Okay. I want to also give you the Kazimi, which means the planet is in the heart of the sun, which means it's all clear. All systems go, even though it's retrograde. That's perfect. This happens from on Monday from 6 a.m. to around noon where that Mercury is in the middle of the sun. Right. And that's all central time, everybody. So, okay. So talisman times, you had just finished one um, last week to stop and engage with all that is beautiful. Yes. I did this on October 29th. How did it turn out? It's all red. I don't know. I just, I picked all red and oranges. Okay. At this time, I paused to smell the roses. It's incredible when I appreciate all that makes my life amazing. Yeah. So it's really just to pause on smelling the roses, not not to not to look at the manure piles on the side. Right? Well, you don't have to stop and smell those, but you also have to <laughs> admire them because they are giving they're, nutrients to the roses. They're why the roses look so and <laughs> smell so beautiful, right? But you're focusing on the beautiful things and the appreciation mm-hmm. because when Venus and Mercury combine, right, it's the beauty of appreciation. So that's why I called it that. Awesome. And Um, then the ones upcoming, you have two on the same day. Yeah, Thursday, November 7th. I'm going to be um, in Cincinnati for my brother's surprise birthday party. He doesn't listen to this. And I'd be surprised (laughs) if he did. Um, But I'll be with my mom and I'll be making sure that on Thursday, November 7th at 9.03 a.m., we have the, the moon is trining the Mercury retrograde. And it's also squaring the the Venus and Jupiter, both in Sagittarius. Now, remember, this is the last month of Jupiter in Sagittarius. I know. Which is, we're going to piggyback on that for one of our events that we're having. The we're Jupiter and go- Sagittarius online workshop. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but here's the energy for that moment. To reconnect with one's emotions, to express oneself properly. I reestablish my state of balance between my feelings and my rational intellect. This is making more sense. And then a little bit later at 2.58 p.m., now we have Pisces rising. So we have the moon square to Jupiter and a trine to Mercury retrograde to promote positive thinking overall. I feel quite good today and have a generous attitude. 
My positivity is noticed by those around me. This makes everyone smile. Yeah. Did I you mean, notice it's, that? Smile, smile. <laughs> it sounds like a whistle. <laughs> That's nice. And because yeah. really, truly, I mean, there are so many different things that we can focus on in our lives. And the ones that we even said in that with that first talisman is really like, let's let's really give focus to the ones, the parts that are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And in order to, you know, come from a genuine place of being positive and pro- promoting your positivity where you're not like, oh, everything is fine. Cheese, cheese, cheese. Yeah. It's more of a, it's, it's a genuine feeling of positivity where, I mean, you're aware of all, all the stuff that's going on, but you're choosing this is, this is what I'm, this is where I'm going to be spending my time and my energy. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like that. I do okay. too. So let's move on to the, on the horizon. Calendars. We still have a few calendars left. Get these calendars while they're still available. Yes. And um, you are going to be doing a, in the next coming weeks, you're going to be doing a how to use these calendars on Facebook Live or maybe a Zoom. However, this is going to be a really wonderful opportunity for anyone who is like, what am I going to do with an astrology calendar? Mm-hmm. It's actually a really nice resource for you to have that's either in your bag or next to your desk. And it's a way for you to say, okay, you know, I, I can have any day to push out this big announcement and maybe I'm just going to use my planner and see when a really great day is. What's the other cool thing too is if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're hearing this opportunity to pick up a calendar, that means that when you, when we start, you know, when you start listening to the podcast in January, you're going to be able to follow on your calendar what I'm saying week to week to week. So you're already going to see these planets, uh, glyphs involved. You're going to learn astrology that way. You'll be able to understand what I'm talking about better. Yeah. Because and you're going to have see the it, symbols. That's what I mean. The glyphs, you're going to see that you're going to understand way better if you have one of these calendars. Um, and you can get them other places, but, you know, I, I sell them for the same price that you could get them from those other places. It's just that you'll, I am, I'm not going to, I'm going to announce it probably in the next couple of weeks, but I'm not running it until probably 2020. Till we get back from our retreat once everybody has, once we're already in the new year and we're now using the calendars. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so next weekend we have our Dubuque, Iowa. Next um, weekend. Wow. I yeah. know. I know. Okay. We have our Dubuque, Iowa little tour going on. And so we have November 14th, a Center of I Am event. This is a talisman ceremony. And we have been describing this for a while. So I'm going to leave those descriptions there. But if you do have any questions, email info at centerofiam.com. We also have our Midwest Yoga and Oneness Festival. That link is in the description below. And November 18th, we have added this new, very special talisman ceremony. This is in Moline, Illinois. And again, that link is Mm -hmm. in the description. So um, of course, if you have any questions or you just want to chat, make sure to email me info at intentionbeads.com and I can help direct you any way you need. Okay, so two of our very special announcements is just like we talked about before, the Jupiter in Sagittarius. Now remember... This 
only happens every 12 years. So it's going to take another 11 years for this to be happening. And what we're doing is we're reopening our online webinar, November 22nd and 23rd, where you can make your own Jupiter and Sagittarius talisman. And we are going to be shipping it around the world to Bali where it is blessed and finished there and then sent around the other way. So this talisman is going big and it's a mala. You can also, if you have joined us in the last Jupiter webinar, then you can actually opt for a bracelet where it would be a matching bracelet as well. So next, this is our- And you would, you would, they would only attend one of these. Right. It's either a Friday morning or a Saturday morning. And you'll see that on the website. Yeah. It explains yeah. that. So no, November 26th through mid-January, this is our first announcement of the Constellation Bracelet Workshop. This is our winter solstice happening. And this is a really wonderful educational workshop, but it is a thousand times personal because it's almost <laughs> more personal than a personal talisman because you are creating 12 different beads that have different intentions, but you're bringing them all together into this one powerful, forceful talisman. So if you have any questions on that, the link is below and you can email me with any questions. And don't forget, this is a very special announcement too. Our early bird for our Mexico retreat ends tomorrow, November 5th. So in order to seal your spot and this early bird price, into the Mexico retreat, make sure to click below and make your deposit. We will, if you if you are still on the fence and you make your retreat call and you schedule that today or tomorrow, we will honor that early bird price, but that is it. Then prices are going up and we we still, of course, would love to see you in La Ventana, oh, we Mexico. Have, we'll, have, we'll have space. Right. It's just that we want to um, offer, it just makes sense. It just makes sense to get in early, get your deposit, make sure you have a space and, you know, book yourself out and book yourself to Mexico. Yes. And of course, we still have our April 20th to 30th. That's our journey to Bali, Indonesia. And that is a once in a lifetime experience. That's actually filling up pretty fast. Yes. And so, um, of course, link is in the description. And do we have any more announcements on the horizon? No, let's be done with that. Okay. That's enough. All right. We would love for you to join us. Any of those opportunities, of course. So finally, we are jumping into our house and Sandy and I have a very big announcement. Do you want to do the honors? Well, yeah, because it's the first time I've ever made an announcement like this. And, you know, we we had introduced you to Andrew, my son, and his girlfriend, now fiance. Yeah. Rachel. They're engaged. He, he he proposed on um this past weekend uh, in right on Lake Michigan in Wisconsin. We had all gone up. He wanted to get an Airbnb for the weekend. We invited Rachel's parents up. It was you and I and mm-hmm. your boyfriend. And we just kind of con- con- collaborated at this beautiful home right on. And we had fireplaces going inside. We had fire pits going outside right on the water. And it was on Sunday afternoon, which, you know, we'll talk about it because I was a little worried about it. 
uh, because of the astrological energies going on. Right. Because I was like, oh man, you know, I would not have chosen. He never asked me. <laughs> um, I would never have chosen. Just a, like a sun. <laughs> a Mars square Saturn for the minute of a proposal. I would never have picked it. Um but he did. It just kind of worked out for him. It worked out for our plans. But I personally was like somewhat leery. Um, I wasn't afraid, but I was paying attention to how I could not control, <laughs> but manage the energy that was surrounding it was that Mars square Saturn that was happening on that day. And Everything was going beautiful. Everything was going beautiful. He got down on his knee, asked her to marry, and she started crying. And of course she said yes. Then I handed them this beautiful bottle of champagne that I had decorated and put all kinds of streamers and... It was like bedazzled out. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) And I asked them to go step off to the side and to pop the bottle into the water and make their, their wedding intentions, this moment in time, their intentions... And so you're back there standing on these big rocks that were like moving and everything. It was a big pebbled beach and there had just been these storms that took up all these big rocks. It wasn't even just tiny little pebbles. They were big stones, like kind of the the size of a heat, hot stone massage. Mm-hmm. And so when navigating those, I was surprised Andrew's knee wasn't swollen because he was down on his knee in those pebbles. Yeah. But continue on. So now they're, they're about to burst the champagne bottle on you're, this pebble you're beach. You're over there taking videos on the rocks. I'm there like, oh, this is so cute. I'm getting the glasses ready because they're going to come back and right, pour we're going to then do mm-hmm. toasts for everything. And I look over, she's got the bottle and she's putting the bottle up for him to smell. He comes down on the bottle to smell it and the bottle... Breaks his, his tooth. Hits his tooth so hard. I heard tooth. it. We heard it. It's on the video. <laughs> he literally spits out a portion of his tooth. Oh, I know. So comes bad. over and puts it on the picnic table where I was sitting. And I go, what is this? He's like, it's my tooth. I'm like, oh my God. It was so bad. Then you're over there going, ow, ow, ow. I go, yep. what's wrong with you? Your toe, which has been... I I lost my balance on some of those rocks and it just, like my my foot just slightly fell off and, but it hit a rock that was so strong in that, (laughs) in the ground that it didn't move. So my, the, my big toe had hit this rock and hurt so bad that I was limping up to the house later and had an excruciating, painful toe that for a sent while. sent us to the hospital the next day. And we went to the hospital the next day. <laughs> I got an x-ray and it, there was a, a little um, bone spur in my toe from that. And so, yes, it was a little bit, it was, it, it's like, funny okay. because it was just a little bit violent, you know, when it, you didn't think right? that was going to happen. And I was, you know, uh, there, so that's what it was. That's what it was. My son breaks his tooth and my daughter, so it was like tooth in in toe. Yep. (laughs) Um, But they wanted to take your toenail off. He's getting all the syringes ready and you're like, no, let me just figure figure this. Let me figure something else out. Uh, And you said no. 
Right. I hit it so. pretty hard. Yes. Anyway, that's a little story of the good news and then watching the energy, you know, that I was like, oh, okay. Well, it could have gone the other way. She could have been, you know, absolutely not. I will not marry you. <laughs> so so it 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 was it well, went well. Say, and I'm sure he would have he would have done it all over again. Yeah, because I said, Andrew, I've got some champagne over here. So once you do this, I'll hand you the bottle of champagne. And you guys, he goes, well, mom, you know, that's that's if everything goes right in this next one minute. (laughs) Oh, no. But yeah, it went well. And it was very sweet. We um, welcome Rachel to the family and we're so excited for We them. had it all planned. I ha- must have brought a hundred candles for the beautiful dinner. Her mother made the dinner that night. I, you and I decorated the table. Mm-hmm. I had a crown, a beautiful, you know, sparkle bedazzled crown that I had in it my- It was a tiara. It was a tiara. Yeah. That I had like tied this t- white tool to it. So it looked like, she, you know, of course the bride thing. And then her mom had gone around and foraged some beautiful- Flower arrangements from the garden. They were all like, you know, dried flowers at this point. Um, But we really had, she had a beautiful ring and um, wow. So yeah, welcome Rachel as my daughter-in-law. Yeah. So, and anyway, that is the end of our episode. We thank you guys (sighs) all for listening, joining in our house, of course. And if you have any questions, make sure to email info at intentionbeads.com and make sure to give us some reviews. We want to we wanna see those messages that you have for us. And sign up for a, one of the, if you are considering the one of the retreats, sign up for a 15, it's not really, it's way longer, don't tell Alex, um, astrology reading on what's happening the week or the two weeks that will be on on the retreat. See what's happening for you. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is a wrap on Astrological Intentions. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.